Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with your host, Bill Sparks. The panel members are Dave and Chris Spreaker, Bill and Jenny Sparks, Tim Oni, and Jeff Bennett. For the next two hours, Bill will be taking your calls. We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646-876-9923. Follow the automated prompts. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good coffee club morning to you. This is Wednesday, June the 1st, 2022, and here we all are. Good to be here. I should be here for a whole show today. I didn't have to leave. My daughter came by last week. We had just gotten started, well, not too far in the show, and I had to leave for Elmhurst, Illinois, for a memorial service. That was a long day, 16 big hours. I can't do that too many days. So, but here we are today, and um, we're ready to go. Dave and Chris are having a little cable issues, so they won't be here today, so we're a little short staff today so my advice to everybody is help out and pitch in and talk and participate so we'll do that and that's exactly what we'll do and thanks jeff for bringing in all those people okay uh jennifer let's start with you since you're the closest at hand here well, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's having a good week so far. I'm going to do something a little different today and go to lunch and a movie. Haven't gone to a movie for a while. In the theater. And <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> and I'll be back in time for the Lions Club meeting. So I'll have a busy day today. Our second to last one. Right? Yep. Are you going to miss it? No. No, my second to last one. We go back to Florida on the 19th. So. Sounds like it'll be a skeleton crew tonight anyway. Yeah, we have a couple people that may have, are not coming, but they have that dreaded COVID. And, uh, We'll talk about that in just a little bit. So what else have you got planned, Jennifer? Um, well, I've been um, about to finish up a pretty good book. I didn't think it was going to be a good book, but it, it actually turned out to be a good book. I finished that, and I've been watching the Reds win for a change. And, and I'm gearing up for the ACB convention Oh, yeah, you're gearing up for that one. 
and I'm gearing up for future changes to the legend. So that's what I've been spending my time on, getting that done. And that and arguing with the table company over the phone lines. Oh, yeah, that is the most craziest thing I've ever seen. You, we, I got a call from Verizon about a year ago. We've got 5G. You can have it for your home Internet. Save yourself some money. Well, good. Okay, we'll try it. Well, it never became 5G. So I finally called them and said, hey. None of this is changing. This is not. Well, we don't know when it's going to happen. Well, what did you take my money for? So in the meantime, they had switched our landline over. So I said, no, we can't do this no more. That's it. So I called Comcast and I called Comcast and said, hey, uh, can I, f- can you switch my phone number back over? No problem, they say. So then they said, well, we're going to have to call Verizon. And Verizon sends me this link on my, either my iPhone or my Android, and for whatever reason, it won't open up the page for the links so I can give them the code. So I said, well, can't you just send an email? And they go, no, we're not accommodated to do that. Now you fix this right away. I said, I wish if I I could. So they gave up. So we're at a standstill right now. But we think we figured out a method that might work. So we'll try that again today. Um, I see Michael just joined us, so that's good. We'll get to Michael in just a moment. Um, Let's see. Let's go to Tim in Minneapolis. Good morning, everyone. Um, Pretty nice day here today. We're supposed to uh, get up to 70. That's my kind of weather. Uh, I'm done with all the tornadoes and stuff in well, that was in western Minnesota, west central Minnesota. And, uh, a lot of damage, but nobody was hurt. Hmm. It's pretty amazing. We're tornadoes. So, anyway, uh, um, getting all ready for my countdown for tomorrow night from 1963. And uh, let's see. Well, the twins are sort of doing... Well, they're doing pretty well. They're five games in front of Chicago. He's not so, doing uh, so well, yeah. Your twins will it, do okay. Yeah, they they split a doubleheader yesterday with Detroit. They still have two more games to go in the series. It's a five-game series because they missed a couple games left, you know, um, for rainouts earlier in the year. But uh, things are going well, and uh, hope everyone can join me on my show at 11 Eastern. We're trying to black that out, but 
But you'll be on there at 11 o'clock, right? Yeah, all you have to do, Bill, is make it so I can't connect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't give me any ideas, Tim. Uh, okay. Of course, then I wouldn't know how to fix it, so I guess you're safe. <laughs> I guess right. you're safe. Don't believe us, folks. Don't believe us. I'm not messing with his signal, and he's... Uh, we have a hard enough time connecting on our own sometimes, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe... Uh... I was going to say, maybe something we could talk about a little bit is, has anybody had experience with 5G? I have not, even though I supposedly have it, but uh, I just have had no use, no time that I would have used it. Uh, we will talk about that, Tim. Uh, I've had 5G, but I can't really... I think I've only seen it once, maybe at the airport. Uh, they keep talking about it being out for everybody, but don't know. Don't know. We'll talk about that topic because I don't see it. I know I'm not seeing it here, and I know I don't see it in Naples. So, yeah. and, and well, I'm so, not sure if I know. I mean, if if I'm set up right for connecting to it, but I I supposedly have it. If your phone is set up, I mean, if your phone, you know, is set up, then you won't have a problem. Yeah, so I so take it, it automatically switches to automatically it. Automatically switches to it if you hit a 5G tower. We yeah. just haven't hit okay. one yet. So we must not have one around here. Yeah. Well, does it depend on okay. the model of phone you have, whether it supports it or not, too, Tim? So. Well, I know that I have I have the SE three though in it. Okay, yeah, that yeah. does support it. Right. He does. Well, all right, Jeff. We'll go to you, and Tim. We'll get back to you, and we'll be talking about this. Um, go well, ahead, Mister Jeff. Mister Jeff, everything is good here, Mister Bill. Everything is really good, and I can't really complain. Um, Right now, I'm getting hungry because there's a neighbor somewhere in my building or somewhere on my floor who's cooking something that just smells amazingly good. Even though my door is closed, but the, the uh, taste from the kitchen that she's using, I guess, is, is waffling, is waffling through the whole uh, through the whole uh, <laughs> through the whole floor here. So uh, that's good. We're gonna have much, a much cooler day today. I can't complain, but uh, I really like the, the wa- unlike Tim, I happen to like the 90 degree weather. And uh, it's only going to go up to about 70 degrees today. But we had 92, 93 degrees here. That was just awesome. I love it. So that's about all that's going on right now, Bill. All right. Well, and uh, we'll tell folks with hands, we'll get to you in just a few moments. So um, we will get to you in just a few moments. So uh, let's see. Michael, what's going Uh on with you? Well, good morning, everyone. Um, I guess the biggest news, for me anyway, has been my um, sleep apnea. We finally have a solution. Uh, So I want to mention this because there's two different types of sleep apnea. There's what's called obstructive, and then there's general. And if you have general sleep apnea, what they will do, or Medicare, find folks over there, will try to fit you with a CPAP or BiPAP machine, which in most cases is not what you need. You need an ASV machine. So I finally got fitted for that. 
But had to go spend another night in the sleep lab, but the machine worked flawlessly. It corrected my sleep issues, so that's a much great improvement. So if any of you are ever diagnosed with general sleep apnea, make sure to go back and insist that you get or be tested for the ASV, stands for auto servo ventilation, so you can get proper sleep and improve the quality of your life. Uh, other than that, we got a new... Um, dog got a puppy it's uh almost three months old now so last few weeks doing that training a dog from scratch that's been kind of interesting but uh, we kind of have a communication language between us uh i can know usually when he needs to uh go outside and take care of his business and uh so that that's been very interesting i really never had my own dog before so obviously not a service animal <laughs> but um kind of a a Yorkie Aussie mix, very intelligent dog. Uh, but uh, that's about the fun going on here. Other than that, I know uh, NVDA 22, 2022.1 came out last week, but broke a lot of the add-ons. So a lot of folks who, uh, but some of those have been updated. So you just have to find the respective website. So I did that yesterday. So there's a uh, the remote uh, has been updated, and some others have been updated to work with it now. Um, but those who uh, use eloquence, I guess, still have some issues. But, uh, yeah, that's... And I guess the other thing, and maybe you guys talked about it, there was a lot of buzz. And we'll see this Monday, June the 6th, will be the update Apple event at WWDC. We'll see if they introduce or announce anything new, probably mainly talking about the new iOS 16 and a feature for those who have the money for the more expensive phones, the 12 and 13 Pro and Pro Max uh, the LiDAR capability to be able to detect doorways, and not just that it's a door, but whether it pushes or pulls as a handle, whether it's even open or not. Hopefully I can tell you if it's partially open, because I've had more damage with partially open doors, as my son will tell you, all the way open or all the way shut. But um, So anyway, I'll be curious to see if that actually works uh, as expected, and that, that's a big thing for a lot of blind folks, and myself included, you know, to... It's one It's one thing to take an Uber or Lyft to get somewhere, and it's another to actually find the door. Uh, some drivers help you, some don't. But anyway, or just generally going somewhere. So that's the fun going on here. But you're not going to update to the new, the new phone to take advantage of that, correct? I would not just for that, no. There would have to be other enticements. So we'll see. If, you know, There'd have to be really something magnificent in the iPhone 14 to... Because like I told you, I went with the, like Tim, I went with the 22 or SE3, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then I thought if I get another phone, I'll have Android. I like to have both because each does some things uniquely. And the new uh, Android version 13 will have an integrated, uh, much better Braille support. Although some say it won't support the HID, but I don't think Windows supports HID really well in my opinion. But So we'll see uh, what happens to those who use Braille. But no, I, I don't plan on upgrading. It'd have to be something more than that. All right. I've got some topics I'm going to introduce in just a few moments. And one of them, I'll just say, is a very unique and new sensor on the way for diabetics, which is a major breakthrough. So... We'll be talking about that in just a few minutes. But first, Jeff, let's answer Terry's All question. Right, Terry, Terry you want to unmute yourself? Yeah, it's Miss Terry Berry. Can you unmute yourself, please? 
Alt Y Terry, or whatever your there. Alt A. Alt A. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. There you go, Terry. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Um, yes. Well, um, I have uh, a question. Um, I use Windows 10. I have a laptop Windows 10 computer. And my question is, is uh, uh, would I be able to find the WinApp program anywhere? Okay. Put it on the computer. All right, what what are you using? The that part of the phone broke up. Windows ten. Yeah, you can get WinM. Wow. You or go to uh, well, there's a place called where I go get it is a place called Whitestick dot UK. Oh. Um they they still have that? Okay. Yeah. Mike, where do you go? You might even have it at at, uh, uh, Loftware.com. Do you have copies of Winamp there? I do, actually. Yes, Loftware.com. L-A-U-F-W-A-R-E.com. And you click on the, whatever it is, audio players. And, yep, we have Winamp there. You can get Winamp there. So there's several places. Which version you have, Mike? Uh, We have both. I, I like the 5666, the last version. Uh, but we have both. Have. Yeah, we have that and I have the 5.83. So if you want to have the latest, greatest. There's supposedly a new win app coming out, that, but because it was yeah, bought yet again, but we'll see. Years. <laughs> no, yeah. this is new. It, it was sold. Uh, Radionomy sold it. And it, this is, it's supposed to be more like Spotify or an actual music player, but we'll see if it ever surfaces. But yeah, we have that. Yeah, so. But th- thank you very much. Now, um, my other question I don't know. Uh, I have Cox Cable here in Tucson, Arizona. And um, I was told that there might be a way of reducing my uh, cable bill because I'm disabled. Um, well, I talked to. I didn't talk to a customer service representative over the phone. I talked to um, one of those uh, uh, tech people uh, through Messenger. Message. They said they didn't have such a thing, but my brother told me that he's uh, gotten mail where they do have such a thing. You want to call Cox Cable, Terry, and you want to contact uh, the billing department. And you want okay. to talk to someone in escalation, and escalation. It, and the and the, and it depends on your income, but depending sure. on your income, you can get a lower cost for your broadband. Yeah, you can, and I know Comcast pushes yeah. it when they sell you products right up front. They ask you if you're interested in that program, and that'll save you uh, at least thirty bucks a month on your yeah, cable bill, if not better. So that'd be great. Yeah, they will. Just you call them back and tell them. And most of the companies have band together to do this, so you won't have any problem with Cox getting your discount. Okay. Well, that's all I have. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, the answers. We live to a- we live to make it up. We live to serve. Uh- <laughs> 
Well, you guys uh, have a swell day. All right. Thank you, Terry. Have a good one. Mm-hmm. You too. All right. All right, Gail, you're next. Can you mm-hmm. mute yourself, please, Gail? Go ahead, Gail. Uh, hi. There you go. I I have a question. I was wondering, I have not gotten the emails for the coffee club for the past couple of times. I'm using one email now that I have in a folder that I've labeled uh, Legend Coffee Club, and it's working. But I was just wondering, should I contact my, um, should I contact CenturyLink, or what should I do? Well, anytime you have to contact, that I should be yeah. Anytime you have to deal with Century Leak, you're taking your life in your hands. <laughs> yeah. By far, that is one of the worst internet companies, bar none, in the nation, the world. Um, I remember I called in there. I had to. We were straightening out some things in Naples, and my stepfather had CenturyLink, and, and uh, what was it? I called, and I said, I need to report a death. Well, we don't care about that. I said, well, I still need to stop the account. And they were some of the nastiest people. So uh, I, we've not changed anything on our end. Whoever set up your computer, um, how do you ha- you have your mail come into your regular mail address? Yes, I do. And I sent I sent you an email asking Bill. I sent you an email asking about the not that this isn't working for me. The old email that I'm using. That's not the point. It's just that. And it's none of you. You are not the problem. Right, I'm but, but we are not out. the problem is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> it's, I didn't think you were, but right. it's just you, You're goofy. stuck. You've got whatever you've got with who set up your, the person who set up your email, you really need to make sure that you're getting all of your messages, I would think. Um, are you using... Uh, Windows Mail or using Thunderbird? I'm I'm using using Outlook, Microsoft. Microsoft Outlook. Outlook. And I'm on Windows 10. And with this this new computer, it's still Windows 10 and Microsoft Outlook, what I've been using for years. I mean, Microsoft Outlook. And I've been getting all of my other email that I normally get. But for some reason in the past couple of times I haven't gotten the coffee club email. I'm getting all of the announcements. Did you check your spam folder? I always do. <laughs> I always, always, always do because you never know. They'll, they might go in there and I've always checked it and there hasn't been anything in there. So I'm not sure what's going on. I'll either have to call CenturyLink or call my computer people and see what's going on there. Well, you'll probably have better luck calling your computer people probably than CenturyLink. Probably. Um, but other than that, I don't mind using this that I'm using because it's it's working. But I'm just kind of curious as to why that is um, Well, you've got CenturyLink to begin with. That's your first strike. Second 
probably with a new new computer it may not be configured exactly as your last one was as far as your email settings is concerned but i i don't think that should really cause a problem mike are you still there yeah i mean i'm like jennifer the first thing i've done is check the spam folder but if it's not there then you know it could have been that a message was sent and it bounced and you know so that's possible too i'm just um asking because i was just you said something about old mail that confused me did you have a different email address before you said old mail no you meant old account using i'm using microsoft outlook and i've been using microsoft i had another computer before this that recently as i say it died of embarrassment and other complications okay yeah that's one of those things that's kind of hard to diagnose i mean I suppose you could try to resubscribe to the email list, maybe. Um, it's just hard to say. There's, you know, could be a few different things. But yeah, I, no, I can always ask them at Computer Repair to help me out with some things, too. Yeah, one of the things about Groups.io, if you if you bounce a lot of messages or if they bounce, <clears throat> you should have, did you get a letter from Groups.io saying that that uh, we are unable to deliver messages to your email from the from the coffee club list. Sometimes you get these bounce messages list, and then you got to open up the when you read read the letter. It says, "Do you want these messages?" And you hit yes, or you put that link. And what it does is it gives you all the messages that bounced. No, I haven't gotten anything like that. And I check my email, and I check my spam, and you know, I check. Okay. You know, um, so I don't know what to do. I'm getting your email. I'm getting your email. Okay, you know all of the announcements just fine, Bill and Tim, and all the re- for you know all the rest of it. I'm just not for some reason getting the. Well, it sounds like maybe, maybe that Google of the Group IO has uh, checked your folder now. I'm not sure of a way in the interface to reinstate because I think the message has to come from your computer. But because we is this something, Bill, that I can have um, my computer people do with um, uh, TeamViewer? Yes, they can help me with uh, TeamViewer to get that. Yeah, if they can get you on TeamViewer, they can go in and look at your email. Did did you ever get any emails at all from from this from the mailing list? Yeah, from the coffee Uh, club. I have in a long time. It's just been the past, say, two weeks or so. Okay, but have you ever gotten them before on this new computer? Not yet. Okay. So, because um, I've only had this new computer, let's say, a little over, like, three weeks or something like that. It's very, very new. It Everything was set up last month toward the, um, as soon as my um, other computer. Now, who set up your email? Um... The, computer the, repair. Okay, so they set up your email. Yeah, computer repair did. Okay. 
So they would probably be the best sort to go to to try to immediately get it solved. Then if not, then we'll just have you resubscribe and come back that way, I think. That sounds great. Um, it's. I think it's just in the process of the transition and everything. Everyone, you know, but everything else is fine. I'm getting all, like I said before, I'm getting all of the announcements just fine. Yours yeah. and Tim's and and the sports lounge and all the announcements. Well, they come yeah. out from the same. Uh, you know, they're different groups. My suspicion is that something's bounced, and Group.io is is flagged your mail, but that's just a guess on my part. Well, I'll find a way to get that taken care of. But thank you so much for all of your help. I, I sent you an email asking about it, but now that I've gotten my question answered, yeah. When did you uh, send I do that email? The help. I do appreciate. That. Yeah. When, yeah, did, when you, did you send build that email? Yesterday. Oh, okay. I'll I'll double check it. Yesterday, I said. Okay. And it didn't come back or anything like that, so I figured, I assume you received it okay. Well, we'll find out in just a minute. And hopefully you did. All right, Gail, and thank you, and we'll All right. let thank us you know. Very much, Gail. All right. Thank you so much, Bye-bye. everyone, for your help. Thank you. But we have okay, Mr. Terry Berry, you have a hand raised again? Can you mute yourself, please? Yes, I, I forgot to, um, I forgot to ask uh, another question. I'm sorry. Um, okay, I uh, am using uh, the Alexa device, and um, I would like to use the Legend on Live 365. Um, and I ask it to enable Live 365. 65 uh, say what do you want to uh, what what radio station or genre do you want me to play I say legend oldies but uh, Alexa plays something completely different than what I told you no what you want to say for live 360 for, for legend oldies on your Alexa devices you want to play you want to say play legend oldies from TuneIn okay but she wants to go she, she wants to play it on Live 365 instead of yeah, TuneIn. I, I wanted to play it on Live 365. So he doesn't like the commercials on TuneIn. On oh, TuneIn. Like, well, so, uh, but here's the, here's the thing. It's hit or miss on Live 365. I always have trouble getting it to do it. Okay, but let oh, me ask okay. you this question. <laughs> have you installed the Live 365 app on your phone yes sir okay so you have installed that app you went in also and installed the skill um okay so if you've done all of that and you've enabled the skill then you should be able to go to live 365 and say play you know, Legend Oldies Radio on Live 365. Well, she sure won't do it. I mean, it won't do it. It won't do it. But I called, you know, I called Amazon Disability and told them what was going on, and they said they would uh, would look into it. 
right, which means a never answer. But I, I, I don't know if. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say play Legend Oldies Radio, and yeah, you'll get tune in. But unless you just start and stop listening a lot. Uh, oh no. No. Right, if you leave it on, then it should be fine. And yeah, the only tune-in ads you're going to get is at the very beginning, before the stream starts. You and get it's one or two commercials, not even that. One commercial, that's it. One commercial. Yeah, right. Okay. You know, All right, well, um, again, um, I'm sorry I forgot to ask. Oh, no, 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 it's no problem. I appreciate it. You know, I, I don't mean to go on a rant here or a rave, but I can never understand why people are so against commercials for something they don't pay for. It costs these broadcasters money to put their stations on. They have to they have to pay for the licensing. So and tune in has to do whatever they have to do to stream it. I've I've never understood why a commercial. I just never understood it. Uh, yeah, when I worked in radio, I mean, we played three songs, five commercials. Three songs, five commercials. Like, especially around wow. between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It was crazy. I mean, it's so the, the internet stations even have a minute or two of commercials an hour. Right. That's nothing compared to right. terrestrial radio. I mean, well, one, one of the things you find out, though, is, is Mike, is that, uh, is that uh, the, the light now, if you listen to any of the iHeart stations, or have some, they, have, they, have, they must have about eight minutes of commercials. Yes. Right. I listened to Casey in St. Louis. I, I knew they were up to six, and I listened every day, and I, I timed it, and I looked at the beginning and end. It was like eight minutes they stopped. Right. And he's, it's I crazy. At KYSM in the 70s, we had 16 minutes of commercials per hour, every hour. So, yeah, I take that back. We actually had 18. I can remember when I first started in radio, on the holidays, Christmas, it was actually <clears throat> every 10 minutes. It was... It was two songs and six commercials, or three minutes of commercials. You're right, it was 18 minutes an hour. Of well, it's just like TV. Your half-hour comedy is what, really, about 24 minutes? Uh, 22, I think. Actually. Yeah, by the way, uh, you'll find that now they're, uh, they, are, they are compressing the time of the TV show so they can put more commercials in. And I noticed it by listening to the theme of one of the shows, which was faster than I'm used to hearing it. The pitch wasn't any different. But the theme was definitely faster. So, so Yeah, I noticed that too, Jeff. It's funny you mention that. And they use time compression. So if there's pauses, they can remove it. And you can't tell visually or you can tell audibly if you're really keen and really know the show. But, yeah, they do all kinds of stuff now to get more ads in there. But I, I've never understood. They get one commercial. Um, you know, I don't... But I guess, you know, if anybody wants to call in and plead their side why they think services or whatever should never they've got to recap their costs somehow so yeah i mean it's one tip or tap right i mean you either listen to commercials or you pay a monthly fee to be commercial free and you know use one of the music services it's and we chose to do that several months ago on the legend was to go commercial free so you wouldn't have to listen to and didn't you get complaints from people who wanted to hear the commercials and now like? yeah now i get complaints they want to hear them. um i think the broad from the broadcaster's point of view 
maybe it wasn't so bad that they were running the commercials. They just kept getting tired of hearing the same old PSAs that the listeners weren't listening to in their headsets. And I don't blame them there. I got tired of that, too. But still, uh, if Live 365 needs to get their act together and make that work. Now, I have guess I've had it work. I, I think there's skills. Amazon and skills, especially Sonos, is just a joke with skills with Amazon. They have more trouble with that, but still, you know. Yeah, but, with the lawsuits there, I mean, because Sonos has sued both Amazon and Google, so I wouldn't count for, and now Sonos has come out with their own speaker and their own. And they got to have their own voice assistant. By the way, Mike, here's a big thing. I will say, can you, how old is Christine Lavin? Now, she's a, she's a folk singer. And Amazon, rather than, and I know I've said it clearly, rather than saying the answer, it'll say sampling music from Christine Lavin from Amazon Music because they're trying to sell me on getting another music service. And they're purposely doing that now. Yeah, just different ways. Yeah, I got an Amazon question. This is weird. I bought the new fourth gen dot, and it said, would you like us? And I got one of smart plugs, and I installed it for the lamp. And then it says, would you like us to do voice detection or motion detection so it'll automatically turn on the lamp when someone comes in the room? Well, it didn't ask me. It asked someone else. And she said yes. So now if you walk in the room and I try to walk in there quietly and it turns it on, I'm going to go in there and kill that. But I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't want that because that means it's got to be listening all the time. Or certainly it doesn't have something other than voice to do. It's actually getting motion detection. To turn it's that not lamp listening on. to get it though. It's got some kind of infrared thing. Oh, is it infrared? Okay. Yeah, because that's one of the new things that they said the new show and some of the newer Amazon things can do. So it's watching you, watching, watching. Okay. Watching so if I swap you. devices, I can take care of that. Okay, I'll put it here in the office. Then it can watch me in here. Can watch you in there. There you go. I'll be right back. Got a phone. Oh. So. You know, watching. Um, I I don't have too much of a problem. Do you like that smart plug, though? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It works. Now, yeah. I, I could have spent a little bit more and got one that has multiple plugs, but of course you could wire it that way. But, I mean, the thing is, it, you, you can't use as many devices as you used to, right? You like to put it on a fan, but most of the new fans, unless you go really cheap, most of the new ones have a push button to start it, right? So it's not like... You could just set it on high, medium, low, and it automatically comes on. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of neat. It's, uh, it's sound quality is really good on it. I got it for like $29. I had it. And, uh, so, yeah, I, I like the smart plugs. I only have one right now. but Does the fourth generation still have the power, or not power button, the button to turn the mic on and off? Yep, it's all, you can still mute it, and it still has the 3.5-inch jack, so you can hook it into a better sound system if you like. Yep. That's a good thing. We got, or Jenny got it for Christmas. They were back-ordered. It was an Amazon, what do you call those things? It was an Amazon... Studio. Studio. 
Now, she likes that little device, but I don't think it has a headphone jack on it or 3.5 jack. So, Jenny, how does that compare to the Sonos? Because you got that and Sonos, so which one do you like better? For its size, it can blow the Sonos away. I don't miss the Sonos with that. Really? Wow. Not I'm sorry all. about that, guys. Not yeah, I've heard all. that. That sounds pretty phenomenal, and you can buy two of them and pair them, and if you want... You can buy two of them and pair them, and, and the way certain songs, especially some of the newer music, that it kind of moves around like and kind of makes you think it's surrounding you, even though it's one speaker doing it. They, have, they are actual stereo, too, which a lot of the Amazon devices are not. And uh, and it also has, it does have a 3.5 millimeter jack on it, but it's for an input. Oh, nice. Now you sold me there. Yeah. At least yeah, I like that. What, so you can... That's what Doug told me. You can put your computer or whatever device you want in. Uh, great. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking about getting one. Well, it's about 199 How much are those? 199 How would you compare it to the Sonos, Bill? Well, it's kind of like apples and oranges. I think it's better than the, especially the Sonos Play Ones or whatever they're called. There's no comparison. But the ease of how they hook up and use is no comparison. Somewhere, another Sonos lost the way on that. Um, you know, these you just plug in a few seconds later. There you go. You're up. You're going. But I don't know. You know the Sonos can can do a lot of things, but the Sonos depends upon Amazon so much for their stuff. So they really need to work together. I think. Do we have any other raised hands? No, we don't right now, Bill. No? Okay. Anybody want to um, ask a question? Otherwise, I'm going to tell you about a new, something new that's coming out later this summer or later this year that's a breakthrough. Well, I what? guess. Yeah, please talk about that because I saw it and I kind of ignored it. I didn't really look into it. I thought, okay, it's. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, and I didn't give it the attention I should have. So please explain. Uh, the way I understand it, people that have been using the first and second generations of the Libre sensor, you have a, it's not a big thing, but it's a bigger thing that goes on your arm. Maybe it's the size of a quarter or a little bit bigger, maybe half dollar and whatever. And it can be a little big and bulky. And sometimes I believe, and maybe there was something to it, your readings could be a little inconsistent. You just never knew. But they have gotten approval from the FDA for the Libra 3. Well, now it's the size of a dime. I mean, very, 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 very small. But its accuracy is just uh, supposed to be unrivaled. I mean, 
it's really going to add a lot of new features to it. I can't tell. I just found this out last night in a press release I saw that it had been approved by the FDA, and the cost is not going to go up. So anytime I hear that, that's a good, that's a good thing. I just heard, read something or heard something on the radio uh, yesterday or the day before that now the Libra is now being covered by Medicare. Has it always been covered or is this something new, Bill? Well, what happens with the, anything new, they won't touch it for a year. So I was there. I remember when Bill first, I remember the night that Bill figured we're calling people at 11 o'clock midnight going, wow, check this out. You know, but anything new, they won't touch for a year. Well, if they if they do cover, remember if they are covered by Medicare, that would be pretty good now because that's what it said on the radio, Mike. Yeah, the the sensors and you know the sensors are it works well with us with an iPhone or an Android. It actually works better on the Android, to tell you the truth, than the iPhone because. You can read the reports and your averages and stuff that you can't do on the iPhone. But that's beside the point. You can use it on the iPhone or they have a meter, a small meter. And this is for sighted people that do not use an iPhone. Now, if there would ever come a way where they could make that meter to where it could you know, announce your reading or whatever the case may be, it sure would make this more available for the people that cannot use a smartphone. And that's what's holding a lot of people back. Um, Why they're not doing this, I don't know. But We'll see exactly what happens, but this is already won award at CES for the most innovative product. And I eventually look to see some type of an accessibility for this sensor. Well, let me ask you this, Bill. Would you... Because they're doing some amazing things with the Aura Ring, and I have an older version, but if they could get it where you wouldn't have to actually inject that or replace it every couple of weeks and could integrate it into a ring, would you wear that ring with that? If if that was a consistent way and a medically a, approved way, sure I would. But I, I would, but it would have to be you know, something... Right. I don't know where they are with that. I'd have to research it. I know they've got amazing their heart detection issues, you know, AFib and just general heart rate and uh, they can even tell blood pressure and stuff now and and sleep data, what stages of sleep you're in and stuff. So there's amazing what they're able to pick up just through Somebody's your finger. always watching you, Mike. That's that that scares the hell out of you. Well, you can take it off. I mean, that's your that's, you know, my point is this is, gives us a level of accessible health data that we never had before. And you could wear it while you're exercising and see exactly where your heart rates are and the one you know, thing I mean, you, you opt into that. It's not like it's forced on you. You elect to do that. That's true, Bill. But these new Libre sensors they they will they will work 
with your current app Libre for applications that you don't have to do anything on your part. It's just, it's just well, you would have to update your app on the phone, but right. That, but other than that, it, the sensor no, it would be, be ready to go. The nice thing about the Android version of this thing is you can actually just pick up your phone and tap it against that sensor, or you know, put it over it, and. It will actually just read it. You don't have to. Oh, you don't have to go double tap to take the reading. It just no. You do oh. not. The near field so, communication or something. Oh, that's cool. So that that's one closer way. Well, there is a law bill going through Congress. I I want to say it's HR forty eight fifty three. I may be wrong on that number, but that's supposed to. That's the Medical Device Accessibility Act, and that's would force them to actually make the standalone unit accessible because I know some people say well I can't use a smartphone or you know but until that happens this is a you know uh, there's a you know unfortunately you're going to have two sides you're going to have the sides that can barely do but do enough just enough to do it and then you're going to have people who are super at it and then you're going to go over to my left side here, and you're going to have a group of people who either A, can't afford it, B, technically they just can't do it. And But see, I get all that. The ones that concern me, Bill, are the people who can and just don't want to. Well, or maybe they've been told it's not usable, and they, right. well, they just don't want to try. Right. You know, I got a I got a question for you, Mike. Because maybe maybe you can answer this question. Because I've never done this, but I know it can be done. I was I happen to be watching television, and it said scan the barcode on your TV to get the text message offer from our company or whatever. How do you even do that? What, what if I'm in my iPhone? I'm not using an application. What, what do I do to to get that to work? I mean, it's not. Am I doing something wrong, or am I understanding that something that can't be done, or it can be done, but I'm not familiar with how to do it? You know, I'm not honestly sure. I bet that's easier on Android with Lookout, but I thought you just take a a picture of it and then you and then that barcode becomes a link right so you could either install an app or go to a website or you know a purchase link i think that's how it works but i've never done it so maybe okay, someone I, has more knowledge okay, that's what i was just curious to know about because i don't i don't know I mean, I've, I've never done that before i've i've used Learfield near field devices for an application i used to pay my bus fare with this thing called navigator and you put your phone near the fare box and it ducks the amount for, of the fare that you would use for your ride. So that I understand how that works, and that uses a barcode uh, which is uh, and which the phone will pick up. Oh, is it, the, is it the QR code? Because you had to yeah, do that a, with the grill, remember, Bill? How did you do that with your iPhone? Yeah, it is a QR code, I guess. Yeah, it was a QR code. Actually, I just kind of put my phone against it. It was hard to do, though. It wasn't an easy thing to do, as I recall. Had to hold my phone on like I was almost upside down. Um, I'm going to have to do a little more research on this. And while you guys are talking to Bill, I see Bill's got his hand raised. Maybe I can get a little more information here. Well, why don't you unmute yourself, Bill, and uh, come on in and join us. Yeah, I got a question to ask uh, the Libra thing because I don't need it, but uh, how do they 
everybody talks about it, how's, how's it hold up, say, when you take a shower and you knock it off and then you got to try to find it in the shower or you lose it? You got a new one on or what? what? What's the resistance of being in the shower or something when you're... Very well. I have, I don't... I can take my shower normally like anybody else, and I've not lost one in the shower, knock on wood, because they're... Well, rent a washcloth over to something, will it? You know, if you're, you know you're, say you've got a washcloth and you're wiping your arms off or wherever you put it, well, you run over it, will it knock it off? Or it no, not, not as a general rule. You're going to have to pull and do all kinds of things to get it to come off. If yeah, you, I know someone who pulled one out, but that was, you know, that's not going to happen under normal Under use. normal circumstances. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious because, you know, a lot of these... I mean, Bill, you would have to do it. Well, it's on the inside of your arm, Bill. It's not on the outside, so that factor. Yeah, no, so. you put it on the inside. I've, I've seen them use them. Most of the time... Most of the time, they make that stuff sticky enough that you're supposed to be able to swim with the thing on in a certain level of water for so long, and it won't come off. Oh, okay. I was, just, I was just curious about that. Yeah, and you switch arms. So you you know use it 14 days in one arm, and then you switch your other arm to avoid irritation. And since it's on the inside of your arm, I, I would assume most people just kind of avoid washing, try not to wash that area, you know, for the time you're using yeah, it. It's a very small... One of the things I would worry about is if, if you drop that sensor because it's, a, it's the size of a dime, it's going to be might be a little bit harder to find than the one that's the size of a quarter. But that that, that well, and plus also they sell now these things that you can buy to put over top of that, which do not affect the scanning, but even clamps it on tighter. It's a some type of adhesive strip or some type of thing that you can put over your arm if you really believe that's a concern. But you would have to purposely try to get it off. Okay, I was, I was just curious because, you know, if you're, you're washing your arm or something and all of a sudden somebody put, you bump it and it oh, disappeared and I got to try to find it right wash down the drain, you know. <laughs> no, that, that's not going to happen. Bill, does it extend the time, do you know? Is it still... A- 14 day or I don't know if it said in the press release that but Bill's working on stuff there but yeah yeah it's weird the way it does it it literally maps it down to the second so they make it expire right it's kind of like a planned obsolescence you wonder how long it would actually work but could work can I can I ask Bill or Jeff or Timmy a question sure when when Mike is talking when when Mike is talking do you hear a lot of static on his phone that's my furnace Bill that's what? That's my AC unit. Oh, what? okay, okay. Because I know there's been other times you've been on, and you're real clear, but today you're like you're talking to a distorted mic or something. That's why well, Mike, you're, you are much louder than... Oh, am I too loud? Well, I can easily yeah, fix that. I'll just lower it just slightly. Oh, you can do that. Thank but you, Mr. You Bill. Better. Oh, thank yeah, you, sir. You sound better, there you right? go, there you go, Bill. Try that. That's better. Now, now you're okay. You're, you're clear now, right? People won't tell me that. I need them to tell Thank you. Yeah, well, I, I could, I could, I could understand you, but it was like you were. I don't know if you ever had years yeah, ago. Yeah, overmodulating. bad, and it, yeah, I know. Yeah, my mixer went out. My mixer went bad, and I had to kind of rewire stuff to get by until I get a new one. So, but thank you, sir. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I heard you a couple of weeks ago on ACV radio. I happened to turn on. You were discussing something. I it was now. You're on there. Yeah, we were promoting a website and everything. Yeah. Why don't you, uh, why don't you buy Mike a new mixer, Bill? And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's waiting on his new mixer. He's I'm waiting. Giving, on. I'm just giving you a hard time, Bill. 
Did anybody oh, I I read the, the science article the other day about the new something that they're trying with some medical procedures that are temporary, like they were using it with people that need a pacemaker and they have somehow or another it works with your phone and the little sensors that they can put on your body but this thing dissolves when it's not needed anymore so they don't have to wire you like put the battery inside and do all that for a pace while you're waiting to get a pacemaker but it can somehow or another work temporarily until you can get one that's kind of cool Jennifer talking about pacemaker I gotta tell you a story this is back, oh, in the late 60s, early 70s. I had an older gentleman used to come in, and he came in one day, and he said, ah, Bill, he said, I got a new device put in. He said, you have to watch it. I had a pacemaker. That's when it was bigger. You know, it was in your left, up near your left collarbone, and you could actually feel it and see it and all that stuff. And so he said, but he said, the one thing I did do, he said, I'm, I'm 79 years old, but he said, I just saw my lawyer had my will changed. I want that thing taken out when I die. I don't want it to kick in while I'm underground. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> very good. Pacemaker, maybe you think of that story. Yeah. <laughs> the was a, they've been around for a long time, Bill. They used to be. They used to be huge at one time. Oh, that's what I mean. They were, they were, it was like a. It was like a, a, a small brick up in his up near his collarbone. You know, up in that area. You know, they put it up in that area. And you know, it, it run the wires, and now, now I guess they're so small you can't hardly find them. You know, that's what they say. I haven't seen a new one, but you know, they're pretty small now. One of our friends has one, and you, you can't hardly tell it's there. It's tiny. You know, being oh. a ham radio operator, I, my a friend of mine had a pacemaker. I'm going back 40 years ago, well, back to 1980, and he right. said, "Well, I don't know if you should use that radio around my pacemaker that may interrupt or may cause problems with the pacemaker." I said, "Don't worry, I'm not going to touch it." the radio but uh, the, now I know you don't have to have that problem anymore but it used well, to be yeah, when they first, yeah, well, you know when the first came out there used to be you couldn't be around a microwave remember you used, you used to go in years ago back when they first come out with it you'd go in a restaurant and some restaurant would say uh, we use microwave here so if you, if you did you don't want to go in there if you had a pacemaker you could throw it off you know, yeah. a, lot, a lot of restaurants had those radios yeah, the they do. First came out, of course. Microwave is different now. Still, don't right. think I'd have an iPhone sitting on my chest, but uh, no. Well, yeah, I wouldn't either. I don't think so. Right. But but things are so much better. I just read a little bit more about this sensor, and thank goodness you don't have to use it, Bill. But I guess besides being world class accurate, it uh, will constantly, and I guess you set the level. But it will report changes to your smart device um, as far as, you know, what's going on with your, um, you know, your... Right, changing values, which is great if you're sleeping, right? You could... Well, you turn that off or you make it silent during that period of time. No, but I'm saying maybe you'd want that, right? If you really have severe blood sugar issues, you know, if it dropped too low or something, you go in a coma, but it could actually notify someone or send off an alert to wake you up to get your attention, right? Right, and I've had that happen. 
I've had that happen. So yeah, that happened you that happened you a couple weeks ago, didn't it? Yeah. I mean you were on the Buffett Club you said that night before it was bothering you. Right? It happened at a Lions Club meeting too and they were getting said, Hey and it was trying to tell me my glucose was low and I had to get it under control. So that that's a good thing. I mean you know, it's an inconvenience for those, but it was it was a good thing. So they're really um, really getting innovative with that. So that's a good thing. Whenever we can make our lives better, I, I'm going to throw this topic out for discussion, and this does not have to be political because this is going on in both conventions now. Um, when you go to a consumer convention this summer, coming up next month in July, you have to present proof of vaccine status. And in other words, that you've been fully vaccinated. Or if you don't do that, that you've had a negative COVID test within the last 72 hours. So... Do you believe that's right or wrong? Oh, I got to tell you, Bill. To me, it could be right, it could be wrong. But here, here's here's the drawback. I got the same thing going on right now, not with a convention, but uh, we have a family reunion coming up. It's on my wife's side of the family. It's going to be held in Detroit at the end of July. And you have to send in your registration, which is, you know, like, whatever the money is, you pay for your registration. And then, but, the thing of it is, you have to be tested, or you have to have to be vaccinated, but you have to be tested 72 hours before you get there to prove that you're positive. Well, here's the drawback. If you send in, well, say even the ACB or the NFB convention and that, you send in your deposit of you're going to be there, well, you say 72 hours where you're supposed to be there. You go test. You test negative. You test positive. You can't go. Now, here's the thing. You're going to lose your money. Now, you're going to subscribe to go to convention and take a chance that you're not going to test positive 72 hours before the, the start of the convention or the reunion and test positive and lose your, lose your money. Bill, do you have to test even though you have been vaccinated? That's the question. If you have yeah, you got to be tested too. Yeah, you got to be vaccinated. Not, not for the you consumer gotta, conventions. Yeah. But that's not for the ACB convention people. That that's for your family union, but not all. Not all. Right. Yeah, I'm just saying. But but to me, if, if well, they, NFB's if, that if, way. I don't know about ACB. I'm guessing it is if Bill brought it up. But that's kind of mm-hmm. uh, it's standard on cruises. I know, and but more than your convention fee. I mean, you might be able to negotiate that back, but you got you know one night at a hotel, you got airfare, you got other th- issues. It's probably going to be more costly. Right, than you've some, committed right. To. In some hotels, you can't. Yeah, in some hotels, you can't get. Some will let you do it in twenty four hours. Some you're going to do it like a seven day, depending on the hotels too, or the, how they got the range. Well, well especially know, if you're spending a night, you're spending a week there. They might bill you for the first night. You might not be able to get that money back either. But right, I right, wouldn't want to go to a convention if and, I tested and then, positive. Right. And then you got your air, you got your airfare or your fares too. You know, you just, you just blew those unless you're going to take another trip somewhere. You can carry that over, but but no, it's a big, it's a big to me. I think it's a, it's it's a it's going to it's a big problem for a lot of these conventions and things, like especially 
uh, that I, you know, that I know of and we're, we're participating in. But so I, I'm undecided about going to my, going to family reunion, my daughter and I, because it's just like <laughs> it's eighty-five dollars for each of us for registration. Well. Oh. Bill, I understand the vaccination. I understand requiring the vaccination, but I don't think that if you've been vaccinated, they should make you take a, take another test. Besides that, that that that's a bit much, right. I think. Right. Well, that's well. They're they're saying though, even you're vaccinated, you can still test positive because well, they run into that. Now I hear that all the time. People are saying, "Well, he he was he was vaccinated. He's got all four shots, or then oh, well, he just tested positive." Depending on the test you take, if you test got a negative test and you've had COVID, depending on the test you take, you may still get a positive test two months later. That's what I mean. Right. Boy, the first thing I might read for a red flag raises when you got to pay $85 to go to a family reunion. What is this, a profit-making? Yeah, well, they, they, this, this, they make a big deal. They, they, they have a big, big banquet and they have well, they're going to include your well, the eighty-five include your uh, banquet uh, admission to the um, Henry Ford Museum and a, and a lunch, all that kind of stuff. There's stuff included that's not just a, that that includes your all your stuff. They're yeah. making money. Uh, <laughs> they, you know, right, right. They so. probably make it money. <laughs> but anyway. But but that's just what I was you know when you mentioned ACB and FBI, I know I've been doing the same hey, thing. You know, where I go, you take a bucket of chicken or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you take a bucket of chicken. Of course, that might be eighty five. That might be eighty five. I got one. Yeah, I got one in, yeah. Yeah. Got one in June on my mother's side. Both my mother and father's side, we combined them, and I got one in June at my niece's house, and that that's just. As long as you bring something to eat, you can eat. <laughs> that one's free. Okay. All right. We'll give you a little right. slack on that. So $85. All right. If we have any more raised yeah, we, hands, we have, Ed, I want to thank you very much, Bill. Uh, um, Edward, Edward Schwill, can you unmute yourself, please? Yeah. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Still trying to get used to this Zoom stuff. But I wanted to kind of mention, you know, talk about the vaccine, you know, like where you say they're, at, you know, wanting people to um, show that whether they've been vaccinated or not. And I will tell you that my brother went and did, you know, everything he was supposed to. He got his vaccine, he got his boosters, and he still got COVID twice. And I, I don't know, I just, that that might be a little political, you know, too political for my taste. I think it's, I, I don't know, I just don't think that the vaccine, you know, or the COVID test, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't agree with that. I don't think that, I mean, if you want to wear a mask, you know, you can, but I, I personally think that, you know, getting proof, you know, to show that you've been vaccinated, I think it's just kind of, you know. No, they, they can't mandate that. It, it's strictly that you have to test 72 hours before you get to that event. I think NFB, you can actually go there and get tested there, but that could be quite costly if you traveled all the way there and you got tested and a day later found you did have it, and then, you know, you 
wasted all that travel. But that's, they can't mandate the vaccines. It's, it's the actual testing that's the 72-hour requirement, right. and that could be a challenge now, for some folks. What they can do is they say, you don't have to get a vaccine, but if you don't, you know, have the test result or, you know, the... the um, the tests, you know, 72 hours before, go listen to it on, you know, Amazon or wherever you listen, because you're not, we we can't take the chance. It's I think it's like cruises do, too. We're not, they're not saying you have to get vaccinated. You don't have to believe in it, but they don't have to let you... If you're not willing to go by those rules, then you just either go home or you don't go. But I don't know. I don't have a, you know, since I've done it. And I think I got COVID after I had my shots. But, and it was a bad time. So, but they tell me I might have been a whole lot worse if I hadn't have had those shots. Well, that's so, what they're saying. Oh, you probably would have, Mr. Bill. So, Edward, what, 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 what I, I don't Mike? know. And I don't know, you know, did your friend survive? Your bro- Was it your brother? Yeah, my brother. Actually, he had um, the two strains. The first one he had was the, oh, the, the um, the one that was really bad. You know, I mean, he was really sick. He, you know, um, I don't know. They've had so many strains. I can't remember the name of it, but it was the more severe one. And he had that, and it was about a week. And then later on, he went and got his booster after that. Then he got the uh, Omicron, the one that's, you know, basically kind of like having a, you know, a bad case of the flu. And I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. He survived both. I mean, you know, he's. You know, he's still here. In fact, I think I even had it. Um, but I, if when I had it, it was the Omicron. It was the weaker one. I was sick for a while. And then and my wife kept saying, well, maybe you should go to the hospital. And I said, I don't feel like going because, you know, I'd have to walk. And she goes, well, maybe my dad could take you. And I said, you're, I said, your dad is 92 years old. I don't want right. him taking me to go get tested. That's just, that's, you know, what if I have it? So no, I just. I'm in, a, I'm in a situation that's a little different from you. I, I've had the three boosts. I've had the two regular shots and the booster, but I need to get the fourth one. And I held off on it because I got really sick from the third one. And well, I, I, I did what they told me to do. I drank the water. I did everything. But I was really sick the night, the, the morning after. I almost fainted. That has never happened to me before. But I probably will get the booster. But, I mean, it is something to think about, it, and I, and I get where you're coming from. Well, it's, I mean, and this is there's a word I like to use, scuttlebutt, you know, gossip, rumors, whatever. But I keep hearing things, and my, um, my cousin, she also had the, you know, the COVID. And her doctor told her that... Um, you know, getting all these vaccines, you're kind of over-vaccinating yourself, and it opens you up to, you know, to get it. Because I do know that there are a lot of people now that are kind of getting it again, and it's all the people that's been, you know, vaccinated several times. You know, get the you know vaccine and then get the booster. 
So, well, first I, I, you know, I don't know. It's, oh, I just hate the whole thing. I, I'd love to just go back to a normal life. I mean, well, it's, it, it is taking a while, Ed, but at least around here, where I live in Albany, New York, it is getting back to normal. Is it? Is it? Is it all back to normal? No. Is it going to be all back to normal tomorrow? No. But it's slowly but surely, everything is back the way it was before the pandemic. Well, it's funny you mention that the Indy 500, right, was uh, the first event like that, right? That was really large scale. I don't think did they they didn't require anything to attend that, did they, Bill? No. No. And what that holds three hundred twenty-five thousand people in there. I, yeah. I've been to the Indy Five Hundred, and uh, I went back. You know, it's been about ten years. I went, and of course, it's outside, but you're still around a lot of people, and it's extremely hot. Especially, oh, it does get hot day. there. Yeah, it gets hot there, but they can consume so much beer and other alcohol. <laughs> They they might not get anything. Hey, yet, wouldn't that be great if beer was the, you know. Yeah. You know, we can only hope, Mike. The vaccine. Only, oh, yeah. boy. We can, we can, can only hope. They can I would have really enjoyed the Indy 500, except I had some guy, you know, because you're in bleachers, and I had some guy behind me, and, uh let's see, he had a gas problem. And uh-huh. so I traded places with the guy that I went with. I said, hey, uh you want to trade me places? And he goes, sure. And he trade me places. And then he kind of looked at me and goes, now I know why you wanted to trade places. And it's like, yes. But, but did, you, did you like the track? Thing. Did you like the race? Was it enjoyable to watch? Oh, yeah. I mean, but, you know, even for a visual stand, because I have vision, Jeff, you know me. I, I do have some vision. It's not perfect, but I do have some. But those cars move so fast, it's you know, like a blur. But, oh, I, I loved it. I mean, I had so much fun. And I'm not really, I mean, I don't watch it on TV or anything. You know, I don't know. But I really did enjoy being there, and it, it was a lot of fun. So I, sometimes things are better in person than they are, you know, watching them on. Now, football, for example, I'd much rather watch that on TV because sitting way up in the stands, you know, at least when you watch it on TV, you have the commentator. But yeah. that's me. All right, thank you. You brought a lot of good points, Ed. Call back. You make it interesting. And we do not have to agree with you or agree with you. It's okay. It's your point of view, and that's the main thing. Who's next, Jeff? Julie McCullough. Can you unmute yourself, please? iPhone Julie. iPhone Julie. Hey. Well, I think the being tested is a a good idea. And I think you have to remember, you know, when you're in large crowds that, you know, the people hosting the convention kind of would feel like, and probably where you're staying, that they have a responsibility to make sure that things are safe for everybody or for as many people as possible. And, you know, it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about us and keeping all of us safe because when people get lax and get into large crowds and don't and are not careful and are not, you know, and no, but and nothing's accountable, um, that's where spreading starts. And we've come so far now, we'd hate to have to backstep because of some of that. So I think proof of testing is a good idea. Well, 
And also, Julie, you're right in one point that you made especially. The large group, all right, you get a lot of visually impaired people together. There's a lot of people, and I don't want to generalize here, but I guess I am. But there's a lot of people that are in high-risk areas. Maybe they've got other issues besides blindness, diabetes, other issues, kidney problems, whatever. And I don't mean to say that, but I think there's some truth to that. So... Well, when you combine the fact that you got more hands-on, right? You're right. more yep, that's touching, right. more... Uh, <clears throat> yes, yeah, because that's how we, you know, a lot of how we view our world. And so that's that's important. And I think if, if some people were, you know, were things were the other way around, they would want people to look out and help take care of their safety. And so I think that's just something we're called to do for each other in the midst of this because... You know, this came, we didn't have any control over that it came, but it's here, and we can do some things to help ourselves with it. Yes, we'll get our vaccinations, we'll get our boosters, we may still get COVID, but you know what? When you get the flu shot, people still get the flu. It's not as hard as it would be if we didn't. And so I think we have to, you know, I don't know why people are having such a hard time accepting this with COVID because your flu shots are the same deal. You get the flu shot, you might still get the flu, but it won't be nearly as hard and it won't be as likely to be deadly. I happened to meet back in, uh, let's see, about 2007, 2008, I got the flu after getting a flu shot. So it can happen. One of the questions I have, um, um, and thank you, Julie, one of the questions I have is about the testing, Mike. Now, I don't know if we've come a, a long way on the testing thing um, but if you're totally blind like I am I've got those test kits from the post office I just want to know one thing how does someone who's blind test themselves I don't think there's any way you can you can do that no I, I have that as well I, I know of no way to do that myself I of course fortunately there is a free program that the NFB is sponsoring through IRA where you can call and get help with that testing process. Yeah, I still don't. I'm still concerned about someone even trying to talk you through it. You'd have yeah, to see the the particular kits that they use. I don't know. I, I, you got to put so many drops in. You got to be. You got to be really precise with these kits, Mike. From what I understand. Yeah, I. I even with Ira, I would still be concerned how many people could execute this. I'm not saying it can't be done, but I, I don't even know if I could do it correctly. You know. I know I don't want to do it if I can help it. I know I've been tested. Well, I remember in order to have my heart set, they made me test twice. Twice or three times. I don't know how many times. Well, at one sleep lab, I had to test twice because I went too early. They said three to five days, and I went like seven days. It was too early. I had to test twice for one event. And it's really, everybody makes a big thing of it. It really wasn't that hard to have them administer the test. I mean, uncomfortable for a few seconds. It actually clears up your sinuses. Well, that's true. I don't think you had yours, did you, Jenny? Did you get tested? No. She's avoided it. 
She's a they woman. didn't even ask to see my card. I just had to wear a mask and wear one of theirs, take mine off that I had when I walked in and put another one on. Well, I suspect I had COVID, but it was very mild. I mean, I, I just couldn't... I had no sense of smell for about a week. I didn't have the fever and I didn't have the sore throat, but I still think I had it because I've, I don't ever remember having that happen to me before. Again, the people who have been vaccinated, the, the only thing I can say about that is that if they do get COVID, I'm not going to say that for everyone, the, the symptoms are much less severe than had they not been vaccinated. I feel sorry for the people who have this long COVID. I, I know someone who um, had, had COVID and before the vaccinations, before they had all this stuff, and he still is weak. He can't walk the two or three miles he used to walk a day. And this is over a year later, and he's still having long COVID symptoms. And I don't know if there's any cure for that. Yeah, I know people like that, too. At least one lady that six months later still memory issues and still uh, some, some fatigue. <laughs> memory and sense of smell, yeah. A- so I know if you look on YouTube... And I don't know why I say this, but if you look on YouTube, they say there are ways to retrain your olfactory systems to work back to the way they were. I don't uh. buy it necessarily, but that's what they say. We do have three hands raised, and I'm going to—I'm going to hold off on Bill and Julie first because I'm going to let Joe Sorensen come in because he hasn't come in so far. Joe, can you unmute yourself, please? Hold on. There you go. You are muted. Go ahead, Joe. Hey. It's actually it's me. But well, you know, you, know, you look much better than he does. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, Ellen. Thanks a lot, Jeff. <laughs> Ellen, Ellen looks better than I do. Anyway, no, you're talking about people that have suffered long COVID. I know two people who actually did, and she um, she had uh, brain fog for a while, but she was able to still work, and she finally, after a while, she was able to. Um, function again and then um i had a member of the family who had it too but what's weird is that after she got her first booster i think it was then then the symptoms went away so this it can get kind of strange now now here joe i've got a little advice for you are you ready because ellen's going to kill me after i say this are you ready for this joe uh, as much as I will ever be. <laughs> now, when, when she asks you to fold towels or she asks you to put the dishes away, pretend that you don't know how to do that and say that, well, I'm sorry, hon, I have brain fog. Actually, <laughs> I don't do that. I do, <laughs> That's funny. I do the dishes. He takes the trash out. Well, then do that when you... Send, oh, oh, never mind. I won't say that then. Okay, no, I'll, 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 I don't. I will. Ellen, I think you should know I'm just kidding around with you guys. <laughs> I know you are. No, that's it's okay. okay. Hey, Joe, you can get your weather report in now. Oh, 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 thank you. Anyway, the temperature is climbing. It's 68 degrees, and we have sunny skies, but we have high wind warning tonight between 9 a.m. and 3 tomorrow morning. It's uh, 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. 9, 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. Anyway. Are you near those forest fires in New Mexico where you guys are at all, or is that um, too far away from we- are nowhere near the fire zone right now, which is good, but sometimes, depending on which way the wind is is going, we might get some of the haze or smoke, but um, for the most part, the air around here is pretty good. So, oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I, wa- I, I wanted to comment on, on NBC Monitor. I, I, I actually remember when that started, and I 
uh, um, those were the days some time ago, they actually did the first hour of NBC Monitor when it was on a Sunday, the first first hour was was radio and television. And when it started out like that, you had started up Friday night and went the whole weekend and I was reading talking books. And I thought, how am I supposed to, I was so interesting. If, am I gonna spend all this time listening to Monitor, NBC, all this different stuff and, and not doing my other stuff that I do? It was so fascinating. Well, would, how would you like it? If uh, we dedicate some of uh, all things radio to the monitor in, in the future, I know it started in June. Oh, that might be that might be fun. Yeah. That would be marvelous. Well, now of course you have to pay me forty bucks an hour to do it, guys. Oh, oh, uh, uh, no, Bill, Bill's gonna kill me. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. you, I, Jeff, you're hopeless, but that's okay. You I'm just going, can't. I, I'm going to pay him my four cents out of my pocket. Now that's about what he's worth. So that's just right. Is. That's right about what I'm worth. Thank you guys, because we do have a few hands. So thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, get your forehands. Okay, I am. I'm getting them right now. Okay, we, we'll we we'll get Julie, and then we'll get Bill, and then we... Oh, no, let's do the... I'm sorry, let's do the 818 area code, and I always forget who... Oh, that's Don that's out in Don, Hollywood, Don out in Hollywood. Don, can you mute yourself, Hollywood. please? I'm getting as good as you okay, now, Bill. Uh, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Um, uh, just to add my uh, adventures in COVID here... <laughs> uh, uh, Sandy, she was, uh, she, uh, her brother keeps stickering her in these hospice places, and where she's not ready to die yet or anything like that. But uh, about six months after all of this COVID thing started back in 2020, uh, she came down with it. I guess everybody in the place came down with COVID, and which is weird because it's. Uh, you know, it's not easy to get there to that to that particular hospice, and there's not too many people in and out. So, however, how I don't know how she got it, but uh, anyway, it spread like wildfire there. Well, anyway, I was talking to her, uh, and she was very weak, and uh, so I was talking to her, and at one point she uh, she fainted on me, and uh, so fortunately, I had a cell phone with me. Because uh, we were talking on a, on a phone that she has, and I'm going to have to talk to you guys about that at some future time. Maybe get her a better one. But at any rate, so I fortunately the guy who runs that facility or ran the facility was there that day. I was able to call him. I told him, hey, you better get in there, and I'll give Sandy some oxygen because she just passed out on me. And sure enough. Uh, he ran in there and uh, possibly saved her life because he gave her some oxygen and she was uh, she was weak for a while, but she was she you know she didn't collapse on me like that again. But boy, that was scary. Oh well, yeah, we, we, no we pray question. for Sandy and we hope that things go better for her, Don. Yeah, so thank you for your prayers. Uh, anyway, that was that was my little adventure in COVID there. Uh, so anyway, uh, Tim, we'll uh, we'll see you Thursday. Uh, Thursday. That's Sandy and I's favorite year is about 1963. Uh, 62 was a good year for us too. But that, you know, when when you had that, we had our own troubles going on at the time, and we weren't able to listen to it, unfortunately. No. Uh, so anyway, uh, you guys have a great week, and uh, we will uh, talk to you anon, as as they say. Thank you very much. Take Don. care, Don. Good luck. Yeah, thanks, Don. Good to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, 63, that's going to be a good year, I think. 
That was an interesting year. I remember that year. All right, Bill, can you uh, can you uh, uh, unmute yourself, please? Yeah, we were discussing COVID and that and some of the other things, transmitting and that. Uh, I was listening today on the, the radio this morning before I got on here. Uh, the biggest thing they're worried about now is this new monkey monkeypox. It's not going to be That's as really bad as they think. They don't think it's going to be like COVID, Bill, and you're not going to see the No, no, not that. But what I'm, say, what I'm saying is it's the, um, the thing of it is this was, um, I forget who it was, some doctor. She's a, a teacher in one of the school colleges. But she was on, she's telling that the thing, it's, it's a contact. Um, you got to be skin to skin or someone been, has had it and you have to get in the same, the same sheet to use the same towel accidentally and things like that. And they said, it's a variation, they say a smallpox. And they're now thinking maybe people had smallpox years ago might have had a variant of like monkeypox because, you know, the, in the 80s, they said smallpox eradicated. They don't give the shot anymore. Well, now this has started, so they're wondering if the, they, you can, they, don't they have say the what you can do is uh, give give the smallpox vaccine for monkeypox. But right, if they don't right, have the vaccine, do, but, that's going to be a problem. Right. But they're saying you can have it. In other words, a person can have it, and you don't know it because I guess the first place it starts in your mouth. He said, unless you're going to look in people's mouth, you can see the pock uh, marks. If they don't say anything, so say, for example, if you have. Uh, body contact with them they could transmit it to you or different things in there and the one the thing they're worried about is kids more than anything else you know we get playing around one has it and he wrestles with the other kid or they're playing and they touch each other and because that's why when Julia mentioned about COVID the you know blind people were, we, we, you know you touch everything or you're peeling everything well they're thinking well this monkey pox thing if it's really done by touch uh, you might you might be thinking a little bit about it. So it's it's transmitted by by touch, or they say by uh, kissing, or well, back by by uh, sex and that too. They can transmit it. So you know, it's, we're going to die. We're all going to get we're all going to get some sort of disease, Bill. Yeah, that's not what. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, you can't you can't avoid. You're going you're going to eventually going to check out of here somehow but i mean it's just how you it's the it's whichever way you check out that's the thing right. just it's let me check out with a radio behind uh, wrapped around my neck okay <laughs> yeah right okay now now julie julie mentioned that touching thing made me think about the uh, monkey pox yeah let me bring that in there so it's another thing to worry about you know because you know i well i can remember the big aids epidemic back in the 70s and 80s i mean that was I don't think you're going to get AIDS from touching, though. No, no, no. But I mean, no. that was you know, it was just like there were. So, but anyway, that's just my thought with the monkeypox. I'd mention that one too. All right? Yeah, you can give it to Julie now, I guess. Thank you, Bill. All right. Who's left, Jeff? No, there's no one left so far. No one left. No one left. There's no, no more hands, and so if anyone wants to contribute. Feel free to chime in. Otherwise, Jeff and I will and Tim rerun all things. We'll rerun all things radio. No, (laughs) I'm kidding, Bob. Bill. All right, Edward Schwilk, come on, welcome in again. Uh, Unmute yourself, please. 
There we go. Hey, I was yeah on when uh, we were talking about getting tested and stuff, and and I had mentioned about you know going and getting tested. If you're you know visually impaired or blind, and obviously you don't drive, and if you think you have it, how do you go get tested? Because you can't, you know, you you really can't ask somebody to drive you. I mean, you can't call an Uber or something like that and say, hey, take me. I think I might have COVID. You know, I want to get tested. So, how, how, I mean, and, uh, you know, and you can't obviously use the home test. So how do you get tested or do you just assume that you have it and take precautions? I, you know, I, I don't think there's an answer to that question. Mike talked about Ira and assisting you in taking the test, but I saw all the steps you have to go through. I think it's almost impossible for someone who's totally blind to do that. You have some vision, Ed, so you might be able to use those home tests. Well, well I, I, go oh, ahead, Bill. Go ahead. Aren't there different versions of the home test, even? There are. The same. There was and supposed to be one I thought I saw that that would use your iPhone to help you with it, but I don't. I don't know too much about that either. And I don't I, know. I, um, think when I got my eye operation, I had to go get the test, and that's that was I called you know the you know like where it almost feels like they insert it into your brain you know they take it out and stick it up your nose and because <laughs> the lady when she gave me the test she goes i'm gonna make you cry and i said what do you mean she goes i'm gonna make you bring tears to your eyes she was laughing and she did that and i mean it was uncomfortable and it actually kind of messed with my nasal uh for you know my no- inner nose or whatever you want to call it for a while it for about two or three weeks you must have just really rammed it back there or something but it was uncomfortable but it was tolerable so can but, i ask you another question i know it's a little off off the subject but if, if you had your way wouldn't you rather talk to us about meteorology which i happen to know you is one of your favorite topics at some point um oh i love i mean you know meteor you know anything like that i love and i'll, I'll tell you two nights ago I kept hearing, you know, and they way overhyped it. They were talking about the meteor storm where we could have 10,000 meteors in an hour. And I thought, man, I'm going to sit outside and watch that. And, and But they did say it, it would either happen or it would be a complete dud. And I went out and I watched and I saw a few. I mean, I was looking forward to seeing, you know, like 10,000 meteors in like an hour. And I, I, I sat out in my backyard because it was nice and dark. And I saw a few, but not many. And it was kind of a disappointing. So, but, oh, yeah, I love, I mean, you know, I like I know here in Ohio, well, not just here in Ohio, but I think it's next year and I think it's April, we're going to have a total solar eclipse. What was it we had a few years ago on a Monday and they had all these reporters Broadcasting and ACB did something to describe it. Yeah, and that was the solar eclipse. That was back in August of uh, seventeen. It, um, there was because I lived in Columbus and we had like ooh, I think it was ninety three percent coverage of you know where the moon covered like ninety three percent of the sun. But the one that's going to occur next year. It's going to, I think it's in April, it's going to be 100%. So where, where will you have to be to look at it at that point, Ed, do you know? Yeah, I mean, um, it's, 
Uh, well, I know like here in Northern Ohio, where I'm at right now, you'll, you'll get the totality of it. Now, if you're in Columbus, you're going to get 97 or 98% coverage. So there's still going to be that, you know, and definitely you don't want to look at it unless you have the glasses. And what I did is I have this uh, camera and has awesome zoom on it. So I, I bought an extra pair of those eclipse glasses and I took the lens off the glasses and I put it over the lens of my camera and I was able to get some really good pictures of the eclipse between the clouds. So. Are you, are you going to put up some pictures of the eclipse uh, when it happens this time on Facebook or something for your... Because I do follow you on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I put up all kinds of uh, pictures. In fact, the, cam- uh, the phone that I got now is a Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra. Say all that in one breath. And the night mode on it is awesome. When I was out, I was trying to take pictures of the... Uh, solar storm a couple nights ago and i couldn't get any of them because they you know they're just way too fast but i was able to i took pictures of the night sky and i saw stars i couldn't see with the naked eye it was you know it was actually really amazing now because bill has an android and bill has an iphone and i know you have an, you've had iphones before uh you tend to prefer the android tell me why you like the android better than the iphone um Oh, it's, uh, I guess it's a little more open, I guess. Um, you know, you don't have to, um, for example, like, well, Jeff, you know me, I like, you know, having ringtones assigned to, you know, different people. So it's like, okay, you know, more than a feeling by Boston is playing. Okay, I'll take that one. But, oh, SOS by ABBA. Nope, I'm not going to take that one. I don't want to talk to that person. You know, so I, I do a lot of that. And you can do that with the iPhone, but you got to buy them. And with the Android, I actually have two apps. I have a music downloader uh, for the Android, and then I got a ringtone maker. So I just make my own ringtones. And it's a a little bit more customizable. Um, But, I mean, there are advantages to both. Um, I I know why a lot of blind people do migrate toward the iPhone because, you know, the accessibility is... um, a little bit better than Android, but Android is, you know, quickly catching up. So it might give, you know, more blind people, an, you know, an opportunity. Well, one thing you told me years ago was that you got your Android because it was better for people who have who have partial sight like you. Can you can you just elaborate on that a little bit? Well, I mean, when I said that, I was referring to more of like the customization. You know, like you can, of course, you can do wallpapers on iPhones and stuff too. But uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I just kind of prefer Android over iPhone. Although I have used iPhone, and I probably would have still used one if I wouldn't have accidentally uh, knocked it into my mop bucket. But. <laughs> Um, That's a little. I was not a happy camper that day. (laughs) That's for sure. That's a little hard on any phone, putting it in the mop bucket. Well, what I did was I put it on the bar, and I was getting ready to mop the floor. And, you know, I had this bar that separated the living room from the kitchen. And I put the iPhone on there, and, you know, I mopped the floor, and I put the mop back in the bucket. And all of a sudden, the mop, you know, kind of leaned over. And all of a sudden, I heard plop, and I thought, "What was that?" And I looked like, "Oh no!" And I, and here, well, I mean, I hurried up and got it out, but it, it 
quit working for quite a while. I finally got it to work again now. They say if you put the wet phone in, in rice, it'll suck, suck up the moisture. I don't know if that's yeah, true. Yeah, well, just make sure if you put it in rice, don't put it in chicken rice. You know, like, um, <laughs> I knew somebody that did that, and their phone smelled like chicken for quite a while. So, And I want to thank you very much. We do have two other people. That's oh. all right. I'm just enjoying this day. I'm sitting outside. We're getting ready to get some rain, so I'll probably have to take my butt back inside. So, Thank you, Ed. It's always you good hearing from you. Day. Thank you. Ah, at least he makes me laugh. All right, Jeff. You, by the way, Jeff, after you get done, can you do what you did last week? And then I certainly next, can. They'll be back to normal next week. I can do that. Thank you. Um, okay, and Joe next? has his hand raised. You want? All right, and then I know Kieran's come in, and so let's go ahead. Can you unmute yourself, Joe? Oh, okay, thank you. Anyway, what, what occurs to me, if, if you're blind and you want to get tested, all you have to do is just book book the ride to the hospital and you, and you will be tested. You don't have to say, oh, I'm sick, I need to be tested. <laughs> you wouldn't. But anyway, I had that on, on May 28, 2020. I just booked the ride to the hospital, had some other symptoms, and I answered some other questions. Oh, you need to be tested. And I got tested. And the, the next day, she called me up with with a negative result, which is quick. But anyway, there's there, there's actually more than one way to skin a cat, as they say. You know, and the best way that I could think of, you know, to answer um, his question, you book a, a paratransit ride or whatever, or just to the hospital. And just wear a mask if, if you think you have symptoms. Put a mask on. I mean, you know, it's, just, it's just as simple as that. You know, they wanted me to get tested when they when they tested me, Joe and Ellen. They did. They said I wasn't. I didn't have COVID, but they said I was a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you always get poked, or what? I don't know. <laughs> this is Peter Norrie, and but, you guys are talking about. I will come out. And spook the whole system. Yeah. Well, you can always channel Count Dracula. That's true. True. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you. Thanks, I, guys. Thank you guys very much. I I love to kid around with you guys, and thank you very. And hopefully next year we'll get to see you in Chicago. Um, we're uh, planning we're, on it. it just we, we, we're planning on Chicago for next year. This year it's just not, not doable. Gonna happen. We understand. We understand. We are going to do a virtual, but you know. We get it. Thank you, guys. I'm going to mute you guys, but thank you very much. Oh, sure. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. All right. I believe, let me see here. Karen, out in Knoxville, Tennessee, can you unmute yourself, please? Hello. And I'm getting all these notifications on my phone yeah. that says lightning is around me. It's 4.7 miles oh. away from me. But go ahead, Karen. You're, 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 you're a shining light here as well. Go ahead. <laughs> thank you. Uh, well, I don't know what to get into first, except that I have had all my vaccinations and I have the card in my purse. But um, I never was tested. Uh, mother was tested twice before she passed away, and they both were negative. So, anyway, in the eclipse in 2017 I wanted to make sure I was at 
my mother's house for that because I could go out on her deck at that time and uh, we uh, I sat out there at the time that it was supposed to get dark for a few minutes and I took a radio just to see if the sky wave would appear and it did for a few minutes you know you brought up something that brings back some very positive memories for me uh, karen because there was a type of eclipse that happened like that back in 1964 and i was at summer camp and i actually heard the sky wave open up it was like having a band opening on am i I, it was not long but it was long enough just for the eclipse and it was quite interesting what did what did you notice um, I think I got KMOX in St. Louis, for example, and a couple of other stations that I got. And I also heard some of the audio description on ACB radio. Are you going to the convention this year, Karen? N- no, but I'm hoping to go to Chicago or Schaumburg, yeah. Illinois next year you know yeah, I just got this weather app on my iPhone guys and every time there's a lightning detection they tell me how far away it is from where I live oh that's comforting wow. uh, Jeff what type of app is that it's WNYT it's the, the channel 13's first warning weather app is what they call oh, it okay. but that's comforting you know. what else do you have on your mind Karen uh, we've got a first alert weather station yeah. <laughs> channel here, but uh, and I've heard of the first warning too. Uh, some of them have. We don't have that here, but uh, anyway, uh, as far as yeah, I'm not going to make it to Omaha. My friends and I decided we weren't going to try to go to that. How about if we rocket you into space, far enough out into space, so then you bring a radio Thank and you, you. And you well, it would work with FM. I don't think it would work with AM. And you could listen to what radio sounded like back in the 1950s if you're so many light years away. Would you like that? That would be neat. That would be neat because I have kind of little child memories of radio like it was back then. Because in theory, they say that those radio waves travel, and if you were light years away... Like, for example, now, if I was, I was light years away, I might be watching television. I might be able to watch the Howdy Doody TV show from the 1950s. <laughs> I vaguely remember that. So I just thought maybe you might remember that because I was actually 1960. I Somehow my parents got tickets for my sister and myself to be in the peanut gallery at the Howdy Doody show from New York City. And we got this. They didn't give us all the prizes they said they were going to give us. We got nothing, actually. But it was still a fun going there. But that's... You've been there ever since, know. Jeff. Our big thing was going right. to the to the Popeye Club on Channel Two in Atlanta. There <laughs> was a live about, audience uh, of children. Oh wow! Go ahead, Tim. Every we were talking about taking uh, our about radio up and playing. I um, um, I took a radio. I mean, I I listened to the radio when I was flying one time and um, I suppose I, I kind of paid for it in the long run but uh, it was a lot of fun to around you, when you were up there 
but uh, the reason I say I paid for it in the long run is I had dreams afterwards about when I would turn the radio on, the plane would take a big dip dive. <laughs> See, you, you were screwing up the GPS. Well, because AM is really not so good in the plane, but if you go, if I had my radio on and the stewardess said to me, I could have been in trouble because you didn't need to put the antenna up when you listen to AM when you're that high up with the AM. Not at all. And I was, uh, and she goes, "Is that a radio?" I said, "Oh no, that's a tape recorder." And I showed her that it was a radio cassette machine. But I was listening to FM radio all the way between Albany, New York, and Syracuse, New York, when I was flying there. So, uh, um, you know, we we may have caused pro- we may, we could have maybe caused problems with their with their GPS systems in the plane, but we didn't. So, uh, I guess they're not going to prosecute me now after all these years, Tim. Seriously, you would think yeah, that 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 stuff would be more protected from other. Things that your phone or your radio wouldn't really affect it. You would think they keep talking about loosening that up, but I've never seen it done yet. Ed, are you unmuted? We'll have. I know you've had your hands up. Do you have, you have any more input on this at all, or can you help us out, yeah, Ed? I, yeah, I just wanted to say that um, two things. When the one thing that I noticed when you get a total solar eclipse. Um, sorry about the wind chimes. When you get a total solar eclipse, you, if you're outside and if it's warm enough, also all the night critters come back out. You know, they'll come out and they'll, you know, like you hear crickets and stuff like that for a little while. But the other thing I wanted to mention was when you guys were talking about radio, you know, or when I think her name was Karen was talking about radio, try doing that when you, uh, if there's a major... Um, oh, Northern Lights, you know, the Aurora Borealis. Because uh, I remember back in 94, we had a really intense Aurora Borealis. I mean, it was so intense, my cousin and I went out and we drove around in the country at night with no headlights. I mean, it was that bright, you know, even here in Ohio. But when I went home, I turned on the radio. And I mean, I was picking up stations from Illinois on FM. I mean, it really does um, some awesome things with your radio and TV as well. If you don't, ha- if you don't, you know, have cable or whatever. So, you know, th- I just wanted to throw that in there. It's, that stuff's pretty neat too when you get a uh, a good solar flare, I guess. As long as it doesn't knock out the grid. Right. <laughs> I, I, I've read too many books. Oh, oh I mean, yeah. I, I really read a lot of books about. Um, the apocalypse so if we ever have one i know how to survive one second after i never forget that book i i got in trouble with my sister because she said she saw the northern lights and i told her if she takes her bed sheets out of her house and 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 shakes them up and up in the air she could change the directions of the northern lights (laughs) (laughs) yes she did i said i was just kidding sharon that's the kind of people i love talking to there was a girl i used to know that well i still know her and he always got the time zones mixed up, you know, like fall back, spring forward. So I would always tell her, it's like, um, no, it's not that way. I said, now think about it. I said, if you see a snake, do you want to spring forward or do you want to spring back? And she'd say, oh, yeah. And I said, and when you go to fall, wouldn't you rather fall forward than fall back? And she goes, yeah. So she she actually believed me, and when like spring would come, she would move her, you know, the opposite way, and she finally caught on to me. And she goes, "I'll never listen to you again." So, oh, that's the ornery part of me. But anyway, that's all I want to say. 
Thank you very Thanks, much, Ed. Good talking to you. Thank you. I see Pierre. I probably got a couple other, but I see Pierre has jumped in. I just saw him come in. I put him in. But and, and Pierre, if you want to, if you want to say something, if you'd like to unmute yourself, can you do that? If, if, if that. No, it's uh. Well, what can I say? Guess maybe he doesn't, but he usually does. But, um, no, we're ready for that. Um, next week, Chris's recipes will be back. They're going to be doing something on making peanut butter. We're going to use a device. What's it called, Jennifer? It's called the Vitamix. Vitamix. Yeah. And they're going to make milkshakes and peanut butter. And they've enlisted some help, so the second hour next week will be pretty busy making cooking here on the coffee club, making peanut butter out of regular peanuts, Virginia peanuts they get at Sam's Club. So that'll be next week, and who knows what else we'll have. Thought I heard you say that Bill, uh, that uh, Jeff was going to do the recipe this week. How could you say such a thing, Tim? Yeah, Jeff. What is your recipe? What my recipe you- is is I pick up the phone. No, I pick up my iPhone. I call Gru- I I dial in the, or I bring up Grubhub and let them cook for me and bring the meal to me. That's that that's my recipe, Tim. Well, that's his first mistake calling Grubhub. Um, <laughs> Don't you think that's a good idea, Tim? Uh, I have never done it, but... Uh, Knowing you, if I came to your house, you'd try to serve me lima beans, too, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> or butter beans, or whatever. <laughs> no, not for me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, greens. Yeah, give him some greens and some other stuff. We have two hands raised. I'm going to get to you, Julie. Let's try to get... I know we're getting down to the... Uh, it's getting down to post time here, so... Or end time. Julie, can you unmute yourself, okay. please? Bill, when you were talking earlier this morning about um, something about your Cox and Cable problems and and a link to an, a QR code, um, I never used to get many links on my text messages, but now I do, and I don't seem to be able to get the links to come up. Is there some way I can do that? Well, I'm trying to figure out a reliable way. I, 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 I've not had success with it on the iPhone, but maybe somebody knows better than I do. But on the Android, I think Jennifer went over, there was like a preview thing, and you tapped on it, and then you slid to the right, and then it gave you the link that you could click on. But also, uh, there's another menu you can pull up up with Android that that you were able to do that. So it, it's a hard thing. We're working on that, and keep listening because yes, we'll have because an answer. Yes, because I tried to do it with my iPhone, and I tried to turn it to words and to characters to get it to do it, but I tap where you know where I thought it was, and it, it wouldn't come up. No, I know exactly what you mean. It caused a and real. So I didn't know if it was just me, and so I was kind of. No, gl- I thought I'm it was just me. Had, you had to deal with that, but I was kind of glad to hear you mention that because 
you know, because then I knew it wasn't just me. <laughs> but we're going to uh, stay tuned for another answer next week. Um, All right, thank I'm you. I'm not going to let them deny me services over that. Right. So, I don't think absolutely. so either, Julie. Thank you, Julie. Edward, can you mute yourself, please? Yeah, you guys keep talking about things that I love to talk about. Now, here I go again. Uh, Jeff knows me enough to know that I am a big kitchen gadget person. I love my kitchen gadgets. And I always do, a lot of times I'll do video reviews of them. And a lot. And since I have a lot of people who are blind, you know, totally, I will, you know, test them out to see if they're, you know, that they could be used by people that have no vision at all. And I just acquired one, and it's called the Ninja Creamy. And, it, you know, you can take anything and make ice cream sorbets, milkshakes. You know, you can make your own ice cream. And I do believe on that one a blind person could even use the Ninja Creamy because it has, you know, the power button, and then it has uh, five different modes that you can do, and that's all. And, now, you know, and that's all you do. So Can you make a smoothie? With the ninja. Um, actually, with now with the smoothie, I use my ninja blender. I got a ninja foodie blender, and, and that's what I use. It works just as well as the Vitamix, and it is a lot cheaper. <laughs> um, hey. But that one might be a little, the one that I got might be a little more difficult for blind people to use because you got to turn the dial, and it doesn't, it, it has a display where it shows what you know what's on so i don't know about that one but the ninja creamy i do know you can make a smoothie bowl and you know that way you can eat it um out of a bowl or whatever but i mean um you can make like all different kinds of <clears throat> ice creams you know like any flavor that you want you can make ice cream and as far as the uh, vitamix i have made peanut butter in that before and it's really good but uh, you got to eat it quickly while it's hot. It's good when it's hot or, you know, warm. So, well, keep coming but, back. I'm a big kitchen gadget person. So, I, yeah. I you know, and like I said, I always look out for my blind friend, you know, because I do have some vision. And, you know, and they'll say, well, do you think a blind person can use that? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to start doing videos. So, I'll, you know, I'll put up videos and stuff like that about like a video review. And then I will mention right off at the beginning whether I think a blind person, you know, total can use that or not. So. All right, Edward. We really appreciate it. You know, you really are. It's great to hear you on the coffee. I don't get to speak to you that often, so it's great to hear you on the coffee. I know. It's been nice. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's been a while, Jeffrey. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not get people too many ideas. Yeah, don't. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Ed. You got to watch Jeffrey, Ed. He's kind of slippery. So, anyway. (laughs) Then I ask him to do me a favor. <laughs> I'll take uh, care of that. So, and I, I know what you, I know what you want me to do, and it will be taken care of as soon as I get everything okay. edited and put up. All right, buddy. We want to thank everybody for listening. We had a little fun today, a little short-staffed. Thank Mike for coming in, Edward, all the people that stepped up, chipped in, and made it work. <laughs>